0: Hello everyone and welcome to Spiral Out, the podcast where we talk about music and movies, art and artists, merch and memorabilia, collectors and their collection. I'm your host, Chris West. First off, I just want to say, wow, the reception for the first episode was beyond great. Hundreds of people listened and for a first episode, I think that's pretty good. We had a lot of feedback come in, a lot of suggestions, a lot of good comments, good reviews, Joey did great. So thank you. Thank you for listening to that first one. And, and on the second episode, we are going to talk about auction. I rushed to put this episode out because of April Fool's. It seems a bunch of trolls trolled a troll. Trolls trolling trolls. Alex Gray trolls, that is. Uh, his website and auction got hacked and skyrocketed prices. They, they went up to hundreds of millions of dollars and uh, so much so that the auction had to be shut down so i thought it would be interesting to put a panel of people together to talk about auctions and and artist drops and and pricing and and all of that cool stuff so again thank you for listening to the first episode that was amazing here is the second one uh thank you and spiral F.
1: what I'm thinking about doing is co- contacting an auction house in a couple years and seeing if they would try to help me to auction off the whole thing.
2: So That'd be we'll, cool.
1: We'll see if that happens. And we'll see if I want to give them up, too, because that'll be yeah. fucking, fucking hard, man.
2: There might be. Yeah, definitely some that would be easier to let go of, I think, than others, but there are some that are just like wow <laughs> i know like I, I i like them all
1: really
0: and, yeah and speak, speaking of auctions i'm gonna get started while everybody's here we may or may not have one or two more people hello audience and welcome to spiral out podcast today we're going to be talking about auctions the alex gray auction specifically other artists and how they're selling their prints today we have joe smith sarah Boyles. Hi. And Megan, I don't, I'm not sure your last name. Haker. Megan Haker. Oh, and I'm your host, Chris West. I, keep, I always forget to introduce myself. Joe, you're talking about auctions and uh, maybe potentially auctioning off your entire 2022 tour collection. What do you think you would ask for something? Or what would you hope to get? What do you think the current value of something like that is?
1: You know, that's a good question. I haven't even thought about that honestly like i haven't i haven't even it hasn't even really sunk in that it's you know that i that i have them i haven't honestly i i wouldn't even know where to start and it does seem like like a daunting task honestly after seeing you know what what happened on april fools on the alex gray site and you know the madness that happened with that it kind of you know not not to say that i would go through that but it's still it it uh, kind of put a odd picture on the whole auction process yeah. definitely
0: my question is who do you think can afford because it's got to be around if i had to guess to put a number on that you'd have to start somewhere around twenty thousand dollars right if not more for all 38 yeah.
1: yeah i would think so and and you know who's to say what's going to happen in two years It or five yeah i yeah i mean it could completely jump up. I mean, I, you, you just, it could go down. I, I don't know, but I, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I, when I get there, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know who could afford it. That, that's, that's interesting <laughs> point because if I maybe, maybe it'll come down to me just selling them off individually. I, I don't know because then I don't want to alienate other people.
0: Everyone here, uh, we talked a little bit yesterday, but the Alex gray auction on April fool's was kind of, um, I don't know what the right word to describe it was—interesting, hilarious, concerning, eye-opening, or, or, or just entertaining. Like, All of the above. En- entertaining. entertaining,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I just kind of want to get your guys' initial thoughts, and we'll start with you, Megan. Uh, what you thought and what you think was going on and... and
3: Um, Well, I was online and paying attention to the drop. Uh, I had, before that, tried to score one of uh, Lori Nelson remarks, but failed to do so. And then I went over to check out the Alex Gray auctions, and at first all of them looked reasonable and like what I would expect. And then I noticed one of the troll posters... Uh, after I had done a refresh, was sitting at $37,000. And (laughs) that was kind of a red flag. I'm like, I don't think if any of these were to get that high, that it would be that one. And then I just kept refreshing every (laughs) two or three minutes and just was watching these numbers turn into, like I said, something very entertaining. You're not... Um,
0: you're not saying that a Tulsa troll is worth $30,000 with, like, a little hand remark <laughs> on it? That's nuts. I
3: mean, yeah, I'm not. Um, it it would not su- have surprised me to have seen the uh, thank you poster at that price. But, I mean, the trolls, yeah, probably not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I it, it kind of changed a little bit from yesterday. Um, I, I I can see the humor in it more than i initially did so i you know i think it sucks that you know we have to go through this whole process now you got to give your id and you know that sort of thing to be able to get the link but i see the humor in it as well you know it's a good april fool's prank it it uh yeah. um, it kind of puts things in perspective a little bit how you know s- how so for everyone
0: Cause well, just the- people listening didn't not, d- don't know this, but we had a whole conversation about this yesterday. <laughs> uh, so they may not understand.
1: Yeah. I think, um, you know, I think we get maybe sometimes so bogged down and the, you know, trying to get this poster or that poster. And it just kind of, you know, um, you know, the, the high bids, was almost kind of like a wake up call like, Hey guys, you know, this is getting a little out of hand, you know, maybe called out some of the people that are flipping for outrageous prices. You know, it just it, it gave at least for me personally a lot of different things to think about.
0: Uh, Sarah, your turn.
2: I uh, I definitely found it funny, <laughs> but um, when it jumps up to that, it's it's only really available to like a small percentage of people, and it really like eliminates any of the collectors and are just your average you know, working class
0: person. The different classes in collections, and I'm sure this is not just tool posters, but I'm sure in all, all aspects of society, there are going to be the haves and haves nots. And, and and I'll just chime in myself on the, the Alex Gray auction as well. I thought it was hilarious. I think that sometimes you need a kick in the face. I'm not for uh, anybody getting hacked. well, any regular individual being hacked, but I think Alex Gray could handle it. It has changed things, I'm sure. From now on, you're probably going to need to do something like this, and um, with every artist, agreed. Because we we're talking about the Lori uh, drop, and she has like a set price for her her drop. Do you think it's Do you think it's cool that artists do auctions in general, or should they just be one price? Why don't you take this one, Sarah, first?
2: So I I see like both sides of that one um like it's obviously with the artist dropped it's it that's the artist's chance to to like get paid for their work and I feel like we all love love their work and are willing to spend the money on it and so you know they deserve to be paid for that um on the other hand I mean especially like you know for people like me I'm kind of like <laughs> single mom got lots of other things I have to spend my money on and you know I it's not easy for me to just like drop a thousand dollars here and oh here's another thousand there you know um so with auctions it makes it a lot more difficult uh to be able to like obtain something like that whereas if it's a set dollar amount you you know what you're going into it for um but you know like I said it's it's really like the auction is kind of the best way to ensure that the artist gets the top dollar and not um i don't want to say a flipper but you know maybe a flipper possibly
0: here's a weird question do you do you think any price is too much for a print because like that thank you poster i think is sitting around six or seven i don't know it's it's a weird thing to i guess i've just never bought anything other than a car that was worth that much money so i'm i'm not yeah same i'm not a uh, i'm not experienced with large art purchases
2: yeah honestly I haven't spent more than like a thousand dollars on a print um at this point so so yeah that one that one's hard that one's hard um to to put like a when is when is it too much i feel like that's
0: that's an individual
2: personal kind of an individual question. Yeah. Because
1: that's the great thing about auctions though, is that if they, you know, if there's someone that's going to pay that $6,000 for it, then, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, good for them.
0: I guess, you know, I guess the goal would try to be to get one of those before it gets $6,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. Megan, what, what do you think about the difference differences between having a set price and having auctions
3: um well like sarah said it's um i think it's it's good for the artists the auctions because you know they're they're going to get and i always say this that something is worth what someone is willing to pay for it so with an auction the artist is going to get that full value which is which is great and then on the downside of that you have people who you know are are not going to be able to drop $6,000 on a poster. So I think that it would be cool if the majority of these artists would kind of divide what they have and maybe maybe take a couple of them and do them as an auction style. Maybe they do extra remarks on it or something. You know, to get as much as they can for it. And then after they've done that and they kind of see where their art falls, you know, value wise, they can kind of adjust and make a price um, that's, you know, a little more reasonable and affordable um, for people and do varying levels of detail on their remark, maybe have like 10 with a small, you know, simple doodle, maybe have 10 that have more, more colors, more details, and then have a couple more that are, you know, super detailed, lots of color, which some artists have done that before, but.
0: Cause I think that in the artist world with, when it comes to tool, there are, there are also different classes. Um, there are artists that I think have a, are a little bit closer to the band and are, have been around a long time and are veterans. Agreed. And then there are new ones that are just like, I, I, Adam Jones emailed me and said he wanted a poster. And that's all in I know. Real. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And it's interesting how you see the difference in, let's say, the artist that's new to this game and their remarks and what they sell it for as opposed to, like some of the ones um, that have been doing it for a long time, some of those artists that have been doing prints for years for Tupul. And their remarks are barely...
0: We'll, we'll just go ahead even, and say it. Somebody like Alex Kuno, yeah, yeah. who's going fucking nuts on these remarks and yeah. and selling them you know, relatively Killing cheap. <laughs> and then somebody like Alex Gray, who's putting a tiny eyeball we've seen for 20 years. Well, again, I'm sure it will get a lot of hate. But this is part of why we do panels and why we're having this podcast is to have an open discussion and have varying degrees of opinions. But in my opinion, Alex Gray is doing some weak ass remarks. They were
2: like, we kind of talked about this yesterday. They were not really that impressive for how much they are. But, you know, still love Alex Gray. Of course. <laughs> love everything that he does. Uh, of course. And would love to have owned one. But sure. yeah, when you compare it to like Alex Kuno, who is fucking killing the Remarks, you know, Um, I mean, dude, the, did you guys see the Salvador Dali one that was posted the other day? Like yeah, the octopus one, holy smokes! you know, there are just, there, he is blowing it <laughs> out of the water.
0: There was a lightning one I saw that was really cool. There was another one where it was like a Japanese cat monster thing with like ten eyes that was really awesome. I think too the, the Chicago, I'm, I might be wrong, but the Chicago, what, what was the pyramid um, print?
2: Uh Yeah, I believe that was Chicago. His name is Alex as well, but I'm I'm basing right. on what his last name is at he, the moment.
0: He did an awesome one where you could, I mean it looks just like the rest of the print and it's like a full ass lion.
2: Yeah, the tiger, there's like a the tiger. Tiger, tiger my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it
2: that. looks beautiful. just like the print <laughs>
0: I will say this again um, There is obviously A difference in Quantity, uh, I will give Alex Gray that, he is working with 10 prints, probably At 50 each That he has to remark, so that's 500 prints, as opposed to You know, the average artist who has 50, and I'm sure the the Push for Alex Gray's are He's obviously the number one artist, maybe Brooks is kind of right there with him on on some level. But I I don't think Brooks has the quantity um, aspect that that maybe Alex Gray has. I think
2: Alex Gray is just always forever, forever going to be, like, always associated with Tool, you know? Like, that's how I got introduced to Alex Gray art. Was through Tool. And so, you know, that's where a lot of the people, um, myself included, are like go crazy when it's Alex Gray stuff.
1: You know, and Alex Gray's been doing this a long time. He's earned, you know, maybe, you know, he's built this reputation. You know, maybe some of the other artists uh, have not. He doesn't necessarily need to do all these remarks. He, you know, maybe he wants to be minimal on the remarks because the, Artwork itself is more important. I mean, there could be a million reasons why, besides
0: that's a good point, you know,
1: that he just didn't have time to do it. No, that's um, definitely, that's <laughs> a
0: really good point.
1: And uh, the the Chicago artist is uh, just for reference is Alexander Reispar.
0: I'm gonna have to hit him. Awesome. see if he, Thank you. See if he'll come on the podcast. By the way, if anybody gets a line on any artist, please please mention the podcast. Um, so we're talking we're talking about Alex Gray having you know tenure with when it comes to tool. But let's take somebody like Chet Tsar, who has been around longer, I think, than mm-hmm. uh, Alex Gray, but doesn't seem to pull the same amount of respect. I mean, maybe respect is the wrong word, but at least uh, revenue when it comes to Prince, you know, um, his his Kansas City poster, I think, was great and different comparatively to other prints, but uh, it didn't seem to get like the same amount of hype
1: yeah i don't know why it's amazing
2: yeah i have it i'm in love with it i'm a big i like chet czar a lot i've got a melty too i'm really happy with that one okay so chet czar is a little bit darker i I feel like it just kind of speaks to different folks so i don't want to say like that it his print didn't get like a lot of love or whatever i just feel like they're it got a lot of love from the people who really love Chet Star stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, I mean, he's been a part of Tool since, you know, the the nineties. Since
0: Anima, right? right? He did the He, yeah, did, I the, mean, he did the he, cover he, for Anima, right?
1: Yeah, and he was on tour with them painting Maynard every night, like, you know, so he's been there and been doing this for a long time. I I I mean, honestly for me, I think there's three artists that when a tool tour comes out that we're all dying to see. Alex, Chet, and Mark, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> all get and get Super
1: excited for it. Addy as well. Yeah, God, yeah. I can't believe I, I forgot that. You know, I, I agree with Sarah. Uh, Chet's work is amazing. It's for, and it's completely different. I mean, that's the great thing about all of these posters is because there's so many uh, different uh, types of prints that, you know, Um, It's great because it doesn't really alienate anybody who's a Tool fan, really.
0: I I think you guys are all touching on what I I think is the somewhat solid answer is that, one, Alex Gray just kind of embody, or at least his artwork does, not him personally, um, embodies just the music uh, in general, like these spiritual figures that seem strong but mystical and mysterious and it just kind of encompasses what you're listening to and 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 knowing that when I look at like say something like the mystic eye I kind of imagine it's kind of a fantasy like I hope that happens to me I hope I burst out into a bunch of light and energy and kind of become one with the universe while listening to it never happens but uh maybe one day uh maybe I, I just don't do enough hallucinogenics
1: like smoke some DMT, <laughs> right? Yeah. But uh, trust me, that yeah, you do that, and you would definitely be bursting out.
3: Um, I I would say a big part of that is um, you know, Alex Gray is very very commonly used in a lot of Tool's artwork and has been for a very long time. Whereas you know, you you do see a lot of Chet Zar artwork and Tool um as well, but it's not. It's not as common, and for people who are maybe, say, more casual fans and aren't as familiar with all of the different artists who, you know, work with tool, they might just not see that as being tool to them.
0: And I would say this, Alex Gray artwork is a a little bit more wall-friendly. Does that make sense? Yeah, there is also that. <laughs> I, I yeah, that there, is true. I don't mind having a Melty face on my wall. I think it's wicked cool. The purple background and and I just you know got the Kansas City Chet and you know he he does have a dick on his face, but I will put that up on my wall as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I will also put the Cleveland up. But I think, like I said, the average tool listener or somebody maybe a little bit more conservative as a person may not want a chat on their wall as much. I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm hard pressed to put the grand Rapids up on my wall and that's, that's my birthday print. And I'm like, Uh "Ah." I'm like, I don't know if I want, I don't want three dicks just like uh, up there. Come on. All right. I guess that's why
1: I had joked on a post that, um, when, uh, God, what city was that? You know, the girl with the, Kind of the anime girl with the big, you know... Tits? Minneapolis. Sorry. Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, yeah, ladies. That anime. was the
1: first time he actually loved tool posters, you know?
2: That's awesome.
1: he's,
0: he's like, Dad, I'm going to take this in my room. Uh, Don't yeah. ask me why. I'm trying to think of, like, what what would be, like, the most controversial print? And not necessarily this year, but is there one that, like, is a little bit more... I don't know, risque or...
1: first. But the first thing that comes to mind for me is the infamous Las Vegas Tuck.
0: Oh yeah, that's... I have that <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, honestly, <laughs> I, I was kind of like... Well. I was like, what the fuck am I looking at, you know? Um, but, I mean, that for me is...
0: I have longest. assigned one of those.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, I live, yeah. in, I live in Las Vegas, so... Um,
1: yeah, there's a lot of genitals this tour.
0: There were. Yeah, there were so I, much. I had to Skip those ones. <laughs> yeah, you have a child. How many were there? There was Miami, Grand Rapids, uh, Orlando, Orlando. Yeah, Even but, but but looked a
2: them. little sketchy. Salt Lake City was a
0: naked person as well. Yeah, I love I that mean, print. That print. was
2: covered St. Louis.
0: St. Louis. Yep. Oh yeah, the the boob, the octopus, <laughs> and boob. The
1: octopus, and the girl.
0: Yeah. But oh that- no, that's Bud. Bud jumped on. Hello, Bud.
1: Hey, Bud. What's up, Bud? in there bud
0: look at him showing off his boston brooks behind him spend more money um it does sometimes feel like there is just a constant flow of things to spend money on uh i remember there was nothing on the shops there was like one tool army shirt there was that white shirt and and i and that was it for like ever but now we have so much stuff in the shop. So many emails, necklaces.
2: Garbage. Yeah.
0: Um, do you think that's soured? Some of it. Some, some of, it, of it. Not all of it. No, I'm not going to talk shit about it. I have, bought, it, but I have bought The jewelry, plenty.
2: come on. That shit was trash. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a blanket. really nice though. I have a blanket and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on my bed.
0: <laughs> I haven't pulled the trigger on a blanket yet. Um, worth it. What do you guys think? Because Tool's so. obviously not the only artist doing this right now. I'm a big Deftones fan, and they have so much stuff in their merch—shorts and fanny packs and sandals. And I mean, do we need do we, we need are, Deftones sandals? I, I don't. I don't believe so. No. At least it's not. I mean, hopefully
1: Tool doesn't get to the point where you know they're like Kiss, because Kiss's website—you know—they sell or have sold. Some outlandish shit, you know. I was talking about they—they they used to sell, or maybe they still do, t- sell coffin. so you can be buried, you know, in a fucking
4: kiss coffin. So yeah, I hope Dimebag Tool doesn't Daryl get to get that point. Is it you, Bud? I don't know if you can hear me or not, but Bag yeah. Daryl of Pantera is buried in a uh, kiss coffin. Is he really? Really? Oh yeah. wow, really?
0: I wouldn't mind being buried in a Alex Gray Mystic Eye coffin. Me either. <laughs> I I think that'd Not be either. I think that'd be sweet. I think it's an an inevitability. And I'll jump who just be, I'll jumped be dead so it won't matter, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those listening, uh, Bud, how do you say your last name, Bud? Gabbard Bud Gabbard just jumped on, and we we're talking about A- Alex Gray auction and just spending money on on things in general. You want to throw in your two thoughts on? On how how you perceived the Alex Gray auction yesterday?
4: Um, I didn't really follow that closely because I knew I was never going to buy one. But I did start watching once they were trolling it, which um, I thought was funny.
0: I think that's the the, <laughs> the uh, biggest consensus is it was funny. What do you think about the trolls in general? What do you think about people that do something like that?
4: Uh, normally, it's funny. I don't know. I just kind of sat back and laughed at it.
0: Have Have you guys ever got that angry? at an auction or a drop or anything like that where you felt the need you needed to express it at all whether or not that be no trolling somebody or messing up an auction because i was went
4: to the cleveland show in 2019 and i had a remark in my cart or whatever as i was checking out and then poof it was gone because someone else had bought it i'm like oh that sucks you know and then two months later i saw it for sale for like two, over two grand. I'm like, come on. I'm like, that was yeah. on my wall. <laughs>
3: it, it definitely stings more when it's in your cart and you think that you have it. You're hitting that submit payment button and then boom, it's gone.
2: Yeah, that's a tease. You that was your- literally how I felt when I saw the Mystic Eyes hanging up in Cleveland and they were right in front of my face and I had never, ever even seen one in real life before. And then uh, I you know, was thinking like, oh, I'm actually going to get to buy one. And of course, yeah, that didn't happen. So it would have been, you know, it wouldn't have felt as bad if they just weren't even there at all in front of my
0: face. What about, have you guys heard that bots may have purchased a bunch of, of these drops? That, that individuals are using programs and algorithms to be able to make transactions, you know, in a fraction of a second multiple transactions in a fraction of a second um do yes you think- i
2: improved that
4: <laughs> yep yeah um, i mean if they have the ability to do that good for them i don't know if i did it i would use it but i don't know how so i don't yeah yeah i have
1: a friend that does it for uh air
4: jordan's hold so when they drop sneakers yeah i do have a friend that writes computer programs so Maybe
0: I gotta talk to him. I guess that's when it comes to a little bit more regulation, or maybe a little bit more personal interaction when it comes to doing these drops. Um, I don't know if there is a way that you can keep people from again, like Bud said, if he had that program, he would use it. Uh, but would you buy every print, Bud? Uh, if you had that program, I would get mine. Exactly. Uh, the issue then runs into somebody that does have that program will buy every print on the drop. Yeah, that's... That, and that's where that we end agreed. up running running into an issue.
1: Yeah, that's the frustrating part. Whether it's bots or whether it's people in line, you know, that that's the part that frustrates me, is that, you know what, I'm fine with you getting two or three posters, you know? I mean, great. But those people that have stacks of 50, 50 40 really
2: shirts... Funny
0: for sure well i I, i'm not gonna say who this individual is but i talked to somebody at a show thought that getting 15 prints wasn't that bad and uh so again that's a lot uh, the question then becomes where where is too many what what is too many and what is you know because i think everybody on this call has gone to you know multiple shows and you may have sold a print here and there to kind of make up for make up some money. But where, where is the, okay, I got four. Is 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 four? Okay. If not four, uh, five, uh, is two should be the limit. You know what I'm saying? Like what,
2: where, where, yeah, what are you? Definitely what, a slippery slope for sure.
0: Well, I mean, what I'm asking is what, what do you actually, I mean, that's why we're here is what, what is each one of you think?
3: So, um, I, have played the poster buddy game for a long time now. And I used to back like in the 2019 tour, I would take on like seven or eight people. I would agree to get seven or eight people, a poster at my show. And, uh, and then in addition to that, you know, I'm trying to also get one for myself Uh, maybe two if I can. So, I mean, you're looking at like, 10 Indianapolis I actually I had I had seven PBs for that show and I failed the feeling of failure um, of having to let all of those people down was it was it, looking back on it it was silly but I let it bother me you know I'm I'm standing there and I'm realizing I'm not going to be able to give all seven of these people a poster that I had promised them and um, it kind of bummed me out and then on the flip side of that, had I actually been successful and gotten 10 of those, you know, how would that look to the people around me? Like, what would they say? You know, it would, it would just put a big target on my back. So I kind of decided after that tour that I was going to limit myself to only picking up three. I I have three people that I will always agree to PB for because we go way back those, you know those are people that I will try my best to to do it for and then Detroit for this tour that was one that I wasn't able to get one from and I ended up using it using a trade I traded an extra Louisville that I had to get it damn um so that's nice to to do that so I mean if I see anybody buying you know four or five or even six I don't really bat an eye at it it's the people that have so many of them that they can't actually roll them all up in in one go
1: and fit them in their sleeve.
0: Joe, your turn. How many prints is too many prints?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like it's, you know, I, I think, you know, when you see someone with four or five, I mean, you, you know, more than likely it's a PB or, you know, you see those folks with 25, that's a completely different story. So I don't agree with that at all, but if you can get, you know, three or four extras, I mean, you know, more than likely they're not, flippers they're paying somebody back and you know we've all experienced that so i i think
0: that that's okay i know from the first episode i released uh we 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 kind of touched on the subject of you know how many is too many and i got a few comments that were like if you're getting more than one uh you're getting too many and there is an argument for that i'm not saying that that's what i'm i would do there are definitely you know individuals out there who think that one print per person is the should be should be the standard. Especially their argument is they're at the show. There are people at the show that want them. Um, why you know why should anybody else get any extra when there's tons of people there who want them? Again, that's not the reality, but that that is an argument. I'm gonna ask. I think uh, it's a
4: valid point.
1: Uh,
0: again, I think every point is a valid point. Um, I definitely think there is some line. I'm not sure what it is. I'm never going to tell anybody not to get what they can pay for, you know, Uh, because it's their own money. And it does it does suck to be in line relatively close and then not be able to get what you want. But that is that in that is life in general. (laughs) Anyways, I'll, I'll continue with with Sarah. How many prints is too many?
2: I think that too many is double digits um even even the higher single digits i think 5 is kind of a lot but it it's okay it i don't know i'm okay with it so yeah if you can't if you can't roll those bad boys up uh yeah that's too many <laughs> like you can take a couple of extra but but you should try to leave a bit more for others as well um and not take everything that you can um But I also see the argument, too, of the people who are, like, one per person. There are people who are there that don't get one. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of tough in life, and it sucks. But it is what it is.
0: I will, before I ask Bud the same same question, I will say that I poster buddied one show with him and in Moline. And Moline, I don't know if anybody here, I, I know Megan was there. That was a complete shit show. They were saying if you had one if you had any poster in your hand they would not sell you another one uh and he had already sent me a print in the mail like I already had it in my possession so I owed that guy a print and I almost was not able to get him one I had to do some sneakery and I don't necessarily feel bad about it because I had to repay my debt <laughs> poster buddies are a tricky thing like I said you don't want to disappoint somebody and especially if somebody was nice enough to send you the print that they that you'd you know, talked about in advance, but anyways, Bud, what do you think? Uh, how many prints is too many prints? Um, I don't know if there's really a number on that. Uh, like,
4: <laughs> I understand the the complaints everyone has, but same with like Megan. I had multiple PBs throughout the tour. I went to 14 shows, and I had around like seven poster buddies, I think. Um. Not all for every show, but just scattered throughout. Like beforehand, we agreed blindly to this city for that city. I always tried to make sure I got mine, which I like to have assigned. So I tried to get that if I could. If not, I settled for an unsigned and then whatever poster buddies I had. And then obviously, if there was more I could get, I would because I also obtained some from this tour that I didn't post your buddy for, but I did just trade extras that I had. I think think I'm like six short of all of them this tour and I haven't bought a single one because they've all been trades, but I also haven't really sold outright anything I bought either. For the most part, it's just collecting them. I have sold to people who have like thrown up ISOs and they didn't have any trades and I'm like, well, you know, not super gouging people, but obviously I made my money back in some, but I don't know. That's part of the game, right?
0: definitely it definitely is. I, I don't have any judgments on people that like I said are, are using their own money to do to buy the prints. I mean, it's your money, you're allowed to do whatever you want. And again, like we've talked about this on previous episodes, the this is the game as we see you know as it's played right now, it, you don't have to like it, but this is just how it how it is. It's kind of up to people in charge whether or not they would like to regulate that in the future. And I guess that's my next question is how would you guys feel if they started regulating more um, on how many posters you can get And, and if that's even possible?
4: Well, every show was different too. Like there were booths that limited to two, some limited to one and some said take as many as you want. Some at the same show. Like when we were in New Orleans, the main booth was only allowing two per person, but I almost got shut out to nothing because I went upstairs and five people bought the whole booth out because they did not limit. And that was in the same building, you know.
0: I'd really like to talk to whoever makes these decisions. Because <laughs> it has to be on some level somebody who's with the band. And then on some level the venue, like, have to they have to come to some type of agreement. Um, well, and remember that the merch workers are just,
4: you know, people. that's their job. With how crazy the tool tour had been. The sooner you sell out of posters, the sooner they don't got to fucking deal with them anymore. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, exactly. If you want to buy twenty. That's sooner they don't got to ever reach for them ever again.
0: Well, I I heard yep. in Cleveland somebody told me that um, the people in the merch booths have a certain level of commission uh, about what they sell. So if their if their kiosk sells X amount, they get X amount, you know, in commission.
4: Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh,
0: a funny story about
4: Cleveland, because um, everyone knows where I was in line. I've gotten, like, probably 15 messages on Facebook about why did I buy 50 posters. I really wish I would have after all the fucking hate that's been spewed in the messages I've gotten.
0: Because you got, like, I did cause not you got the hate any, anyways. But
4: you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's unfortunate that you
1: had to go through all that hate for something that you didn't even do. Didn't even do. But, <laughs>
0: but you know, that's the way... It's also a part of the game. Game It's also part of the game. Uh, You know, you had the opportunity to get more. You didn't, which I respect. I've seen multiple pictures where it has a person and it'll be like, this is so-and-so buying 15 posters. And it's not that person in the photo.
4: Yeah. I know while we were in Cleveland, someone posted a picture of someone I know. And they were like, this guy's a problem. He bought 20 posters and I know who that guy is and I know what he bought. And it was not 20. And, uh, He's one of the nicest guys you'd ever fucking talk to, which is...
2: Yeah, I know the who he's talking about. about. It. Yep. But he's not
4: super well-known, so people don't know him by his face. But I'm like, I know who that is. And yep. <laughs> I know he's not just on eBay selling them. So.
0: We kind of touched on this in previous conversation, but how much do you think the band knows about what is going on with the prints and the resale? And they obviously have some knowledge on the drops. I'm just curious on, on everyone's thoughts of, like... How do you think the band feels about all of this?
3: I'm not really sure how they feel about it, but um, I'm sure they're aware. Eh,
4: I don't know. I would like to think they do because it happens and it's not like, but anyone that isn't involved in this has no idea. When I say something, they're like, what? It's worth that much? They have no idea. And they are way more important than the people I'm talking to. (laughs) Also, I doubt Maynard even knows his band still exists at this point. <laughs>
0: He's like, I'm in Tool? Wait, what? They just hand me lyrics at the beginning of the tour, and I got to remember them. I don't know who I'm playing with anymore. Okay. <laughs>
4: I, I feel like if I was in the band, I would totally look that stuff up, but that's probably why I'm not in the band.
3: <laughs> I suspect they probably have someone who is in the various Facebook groups and is paying attention to that and looks at eBay, you know, but I don't know. I was going to say
2: eBay for sure. Yeah.
3: I've got to look at eBay. I don't know how much of that information, you know, goes to the band. And again, I don't, I don't really know what they would think about it or what they could do
2: about it other than like they could raise their own prices, but I mean, they make a killing. Yeah. I mean, definitely look at what happened after the, what the first one or two nights, the posters went up $15. Well, I think if I'm remembering correctly, the first time I ever bought a
3: tool band signed poster, I think it was $150. And uh, that was in 2016. Maybe.
1: I think if there's anybody in the band that knows, I think it would be Adam. You know, he's the one who generally picks all the artists, you know, it's, I I think, I think he, he's the one that would know more than others. I don't think Maynard gives two shits about it. Uh, The other guys, maybe a little bit, but you know, it's it's, for example, the Belmont, right. That was the lowest uh, print run. um, Probably that, you know, from any of these last few years. uh, And that print was really, really important to him if you watch that documentary and uh, you know, so I think he has a hand in, in this, and he knows.
0: I I agree. I think I'm pretty sure I saw some type of screenshot of an email where, with when it when it related to the Belmont, where the person was explaining that they had a conversation with Adam Jones, and Adam Jones said you shouldn't set, resell this uh, artist print for anything less than twenty five hundred dollars, and then that's the price they ended up going on.
1: And you know, uh, Chris, one of the one of the real positive things about these prints and the tours is how many artists, you know, get a new fan base. Um, How many artists have, has a uh, tool helped their career? You know, totally. By, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a lot of people, quote unquote, starving artists that would love to get a break like this. And, and they've done that for a lot of people.
0: No, they're definitely and handing out probably, money to some of these artists.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like it's, it's, it's made their, made their careers you know so i think that's another really positive thing
0: i i would have to cl- I
2: totally agree with agree. you 100 um, i've found so many more artists that i didn't know before just from tools from the last few years and it's it's
1: awesome. You know, I I I understand how unique the experience is to go to a concert and you know that, but I, I'm not sure if there's any other band out there that comes close to this.
2: I don't follow anybody like this.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm always down to go to a to a live show um, as long as I like the band, but I don't follow anybody
4: the way that I follow Tool. That's exactly the same with me.
0: I uh I would have to. A bunch of
2: tool junkies.
0: Uh, for real, <laughs> I, I've Tool's the only band I've ever. Went thousands of miles to see—that's for sure. Um, but you know, I've seen Deftones a bunch all around my area, and I follow another band, but not by choice. Uh, my significant other is really into this band, Motion City Soundtrack, and we s- we yeah. see them a countless number of times. We're actually going to see them about five times in July. Um, cool. But again, even that band, which I enjoy, um, they don't it's not like they have a different artist per per show or have the same production value on, uh, on their live show. And, and again, they may not be playing arenas, but tool has been doing the type of art and visual stuff on stage. I think, you know, for long before they were in arenas. All right. So I'm going to end it. I'm going to end this, uh, real quickly with a, um, what's your grail. Mm. Let's go around. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and and hopefully, it's something you don't already have, uh Sarah, what's your grail?
2: My number one that I want is Lollapalooza two thousand nine sand signed
0: if possible fair enough, Joe
1: I have it unfortunate
0: uh, well fortunately i guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I got it i'm sorry <laughs> no no I, yeah, yeah. A- Auckland
1: is for me the best thing ever,
0: and that's an ounce gray uh yeah.
1: yeah it's yeah it's
0: the green one, right. It is, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh Megan. I will
1: never let that go.
0: <laughs> Megan, Grail.
3: Um so an Adam Doodled uh Mark Brooks Louisville uh would be it for me because um, you know, home hometown show and all. There there are only two. I don't think I'll I'll ever get it, but
0: Looks like we need to plan a heist. Just manifest
4: just that. <laughs>
0: uh Bud. What's your grail?
4: Uh, I guess I'll piggyback Megan's that I would love to have an Adam Doodle from Detroit because it's hometown. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I have pretty much everything I want unless I was going to spend over-the-top money on something, which I probably won't do. Like, I would love to have, uh, like, a Cyberman or an X-ray, but I'm not going to pay for those. So
0: (laughs) Fair enough. I am going to refuse to say what my grail is because I think I'm going to ask everybody and never tell my own. Uh, it's going to be an on, ongoing joke. but
4: um, is, it a, is it a signed tuck that's not damaged?
0: Uh, that one hurt. That one hurt, but <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for coming on. And those that came on twice, thank you as well. Um,
2: You're welcome. Thank you for having us.
0: And yeah, I it was, can't... It was fun. And I'm sure, yeah, we'll, thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to do this again. I'd like to do something like this uh, when the European tour starts. And again everybody out there thank you for listening and spiral out i think that was a really good episode we got a lot of different opinions and i think it's it's very interesting to get a panel of people together to talk about one subject so you can get varying opinions varying experiences i i want to thank joe smith megan hager sarah bowles and Bud Gabbert for all coming on. Uh, that was that was great, and I, I hope to do that uh, a lot for this show. I, I want to get the people listening engaged and and a part of this. So again, thank you for listening to this this episode, and thank you for listening to the first one. And we have have more to come. Next episode is gonna be gonna be great. Uh, it's gonna be a really big episode. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Spiral out. You can find us on our website at spiraloutpodcast.podbean.com. Hit us up on Instagram at spiraloutpod and Facebook at spiraloutpodcast. Find us, like us, follow us. Every little bit helps. Thank you and keep listening.